Coming up, it's only March, but we're going to start talking about Halloween Horror Nights on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. Like I said, we are going to be talking about Halloween Horror Nights this week because the first speculation map done by HN Nightmares on Twitter, Horror Night Nightmares, of course, uh, the, the speculation map that we all look forward to every single year the first one came out this week so we figured we'd we'd talk about what's on there and start to get our initial opinions and remember it's a speculation map so nothing is set in stone on the map this is all rumors we're talking about not rumors that we came up with but we of course are going to have opinions on it considering halloween horror nights is just our favorite thing ever. So we're going to get to that in a second. But before we get to that, I need to remind you, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Costs you no extra money and you get the support of an amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote. Now, this wasn't what I was planning on talking about on this week's episode. I was hoping to get over to Universal Orlando this week to experience Poseidon's Fury for the first time in a long time. But uh, it is officially spring break in Orlando, and the crowds have been nothing short of absolutely bonkers and insane from what i've seen from images at universal like the one day i was going to go over was i I believe the day that poseidon's fury opened up uh surprising everyone you know walls came down construction walls were removed but then it was like okay they're gonna open up right away and i was like okay i'll go and then the first thing i see on facebook is someone in the annual pass group posting a photo like they're not even down the escalators from the fifth floor of one of the parking garages and there's already like you could see the lines down in front it's <laughs> like uh, no um not that i'm opposed to waiting yeah. in lines uh but or being in big crowds it was just like uh not for poseidon's fury <laughs> that's for yeah that's for sure no well, I mean, also not what we technically still have a <laughs> pandemic going on. Like, nah. I mean, you know, vaccinated and everything. So that's good. But, um, yeah, I my friend Kevin was in the park and he was doing a video there and I watched it on his channel and I was like, holy moly. It was like like he was in the Harry Potter in Hogsmeade area and it was just like wall to wall person. I was yeah. like, no, thank you. Although I did see a rumor online, too, that apparently in one of the surveys, they've been asking people about how they would feel about um reservation days so i don't know if that means they're going to do it if that's just another rumor or not or if people will if ultimately people fill out that survey enough and are negative enough about it they probably won't do that but it's just interesting that that's something that they're starting to maybe have to consider or something but uh see i i don't see it happening yeah i i was gonna say from that i don't see it more as a 
I don't see it more as a way of Universal trying to figure out if they should do a reservation system. I think that it would be more likely that they're trying to figure out how much people are disgusted with Disney for the reservation system. And, you know, because it's good, it's still good market research to have that they can say, okay, well, people are, you know, we asked people about reservations six months Mm -hmm. ago and they were like, they were pretty okay with them. But now we see that like, oh, now it's really turned and now it's like 90% of people are against reservations. So we know that that could inevitably have a swing towards more business at Universal. But this is all just complete speculation for me on that i don't know anything about how their surveys are conducted or Mm. besides like the ones that i've done i know how those are conducted but i have no i have no idea what their end goal is to get from the surveys and because you know they're all they're all so very different but it's if universal was going to do reservations i feel like they would have done them since the beginning uh you know when when it was kind of clear that disney was going to kind of move to that after reopening from the pandemic universal could have made the same sort of decisions but to come two years later that's just i i don't i don't see that happening because at the end of the day yeah people don't want to wait in big lines and lots of crowds and you know they they want to they want to have a good time at these theme parks but at the same time too that's been the selling point of Universal is don't worry about reservations. Show up. Yeah. Have a great time. If you're really miserable, buy Express. If it's available, stay at one of the hotels that offer Express. There's there's lots of workarounds uh, with it. I don't feel like they've capped. I don't I haven't seen online of recently. I mean, I'm not paying close attention to it of them like saying like, oh, the park is full today. No. You know, I mean, a full, but they they could easily they have tweeted that, you know, two years ago it used to, you know, it would happen often where they'd be like the park is full right now, you know, check back later in the day or something like that. And so I haven't seen that in a long time. So it's one of those where, you know, it also is valid what you're saying. Like maybe it is just to maybe it is just to figure out the distaste part of it to angle it toward marketing or something yeah. like that who knows it, it has to be uh, i mean in terms of capacity universal hasn't worried about capacity since 2020 uh that's it's just been a non-thought basically <laughs> yeah. with yeah. it it's if you want to come in to the parks get your butts in well we'll we'll take anyone and everyone that wants to come into the parks and i mean it for universal's parks to actually fill up to capacity with no restrictions at all i mean it does take like it takes the opening of a wizarding world of Harry Potter to get to that mm. level. So it's, it's not you know, it doesn't necessarily fall the same suit as Disney with like, Oh, it's new year's Eve. Of course, parks go to capacity and such. It's universal. While their capacity isn't great at either of the two parks, it, it they don't, they're never that worried about hitting those levels because that would take, mm-hmm. that would take a lot of people converging on universal at the exact same time. So it's basically a non issue, but uh, so you'll just have to wait for us to get over and re-experience Poseidon's fury again. I mean, it's not one of my favorite attractions. It's not even one of my liked attractions. I, I think it's, it's so cheesy that it's good uh, for like, doing it for the first time or once in a long long time but uh that's that's how i feel about it it's just so goofy it's so so dumb dated i can't even remember it so it's i gotta do it again yeah because i can't remember it okay (laughs) well 
Maybe we'll put that on the list for what we should do next week or very soon, but we will get that great content for you up and coming. But today we're going to talk about Halloween Horror Night speculation. And of course, this is fueled by, as I already said, uh, Horror Night Nightmares, HN Nightmares on Twitter released the first version of their speculation map, which uh, always goes through several different variations. I believe like for last year's event, maybe it went to like three different uh, versions before you got to the what inevitably was locked in on what was actually happening with the event. So this is just the very first version of it and you know it's we're, we're patiently awaiting universal to have their actual first announcement in general uh it, it it just it always varies on years i guess last year at this point in time they had already revealed beetlejuice which wasn't really a surprise and you know they had already we already knew tooth fairy was coming from the previous year as well too like right after the event ended they announced tooth fairy so we already had a little bit but you know then i went even further back to i think it was 2019 and their first announcement was at the end of march so we're not quite there yet but we we still have a lot of details to go but at least we do have a general idea of some of the houses that could be coming to the event. And some of these I have heard uh, rumblings about from other people that I know and talk to about Halloween Horror Nights. And so the fact that there's actually a little bit of lineup between these, uh, it makes me think that some of these definitely will be set in stone. But I'm going to do my best to avoid saying any of that because, uh, you know, obviously... I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to start getting into that game and I don't want to be told later, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. I don't like that embarrassment. So yeah. uh, we're going to just run through the houses as they are uh, as they are set up on this map going A through J. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to go backwards with it. I'm going to start with what they have as J because this one is basically already been announced i mean without actually being announced and that is a house based on the weekend and no i'm not talking about weekend at bernie's or someone else probably already made that joke so i'm not even gonna go there but we're talking about the musical artist the weekend is uh it seems like it's definitely happening in terms of a house because well, I can't remember which uh, Twitter user posted about it, but kind of made like a comment saying like, you know, sarcastically like, oh, tell us that the weekend's music doesn't involve horror. And then like posted screenshots of some of the more disgusting things in uh, that that uh, have been in the music videos for the weekend and the weekend. Actually, I really wish I could say something besides the weekend because I feel like I'm driving myself insane right now, saying it over and over again, but the weekend retweeted it. And that's, I mean, if that's not acknowledging that there's a potential there, then I don't, I don't know what is an acknowledgement of. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like him, uh, legit, like just, retweeting it with like his knife emoji the blood emoji and his eyeballs is basically like being like yeah for sure and it seems like this would line up with the idea that they've been trying to incorporate like a music uh element into it in the last couple of years because you know they did the rob zombie stuff and then the room of forever and what was essentially confirmed was that there was the billy eilish house and she decided to rebrand herself and so they didn't want to have the house uh 
ultimately. And then so it's it just kind of makes sense that this is going to be a thing sort of going forward, maybe where they try and pick a pick a musical person. It I mean, it is interesting because the sound of the weekend for me is very like I mean, I, I always think about him as uh, like a modern day sort of Michael Jackson. Hmm. I don't think it's like it on that same level obviously uh, of everything but i mean his voice to me sounds very similar to like a very smooth like sort of a thing with that but uh i am a fan of the weekend i enjoy the the music very much so i i i think i'd be really interested to see what they do for this house but again the weekend to me sounds like new versions of like 80s music like modern 80s music and so that's why i'm like i don't i'm not necessarily afraid of any of them but i i have tons of songs by them in my uh in my playlist like literally like right now i you mean let's keep moving on with this uh moving backwards on the list uh the h or i house i guess was halloween and just mm. we'll do a full stop there with Halloween. Don't know if this is just in terms of the speculation for it, if this is a Halloween house based on one of the one of the Halloween movies that hasn't been already covered in Halloween Horror Nights. Don't know if it's a retread of the first house the based on the first movie. Maybe this is this is the reboots of Halloween that are now getting uh, Maybe it's inspired. All of them. Yeah, it's not. I, and when I mean not the not the new ones not the 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 Danny McBride and what's his name the the director green? of it yeah david green. gordon green david yeah, gordon that, green. yeah i don't i don't think we're getting their houses involved at all within halloween horror nights but you know maybe did, who did the remakes of halloween rob zombie it was rob zombie yeah. right it was it was rob Z- yeah it was also, rob zombie also directing the monsters yeah. which i would be surprised i actually am kind of like oh i Maybe that could have been a house, but who knows? Not, you know, and probably not. But I, so you know, it's they do have a relationship with Rob Zombie, so maybe maybe something aligns with the stars there. But uh, I I'm always up for more Halloween. If this completely changed and Halloween mm-hmm. didn't exist after this map or one of the later ones, I'm also fine with it. It's a it's a I love Michael Myers as a character. I like Mike Myers as a comedian, but it's a story that's been done before. <laughs> Don't need it again. Uh, I- I, I, I think I would prefer Halloween for sure over something like The Purge or yeah. um, honestly, honestly, even even like Friday the 13th. I think I'd prefer it over that. Like, I mean, I like Friday the 13th, but it's kind of like I feel like I don't know. I there's something really I, I feel like they've always kind of knocked it out of the park with their Halloween houses. So that's why I'm like, I don't I don't mind. And it's like what you said, if it disappears, it disappears. I won't be heartbroken either. Yeah. I, Ultimately, with me, the greatest thing they could do to bring Halloween into it would be doing Season of the Witch. And I know that is not a mm. possibility that will ever get explored. So uh, I'm I'm okay on Halloween for the time being. I, I will want it re-explored in the next couple of years because uh, it, it will then get to the point where it's been a while. But uh, yeah, if, if it's Season of the Witch, I'm all in. But other than that, I'm, I'm okay if this just disappears. But uh, on to the H House uh, another interesting one that this was definitely one I didn't hear about before, so I'm I'm intrigued on it being on the speculation yeah. map. But that's the Evil Dead, 
And I want to make sure we specify on it. Uh, years ago, 2014, maybe, or 2013, when the, the remake of Evil Dead came out that was just titled Evil Dead, they did have a house based on that movie. But this one specifically says The Evil Dead on the speculation map. That leads me to believe that we're talking about a house based on the original movie, The Evil Dead. And yeah, because there is a uh, sequel movie coming out this year, you know. No, I did not know that. Have I been living under a rock? Uh, It's called Evil Dead Rise, and it's directed by Lee Cronin. But uh, I guess it um, I had heard about it. And while you were talking, I just looked it up. It's going to be distributed on HBO Max um, Mm -hmm. and it's scheduled to be released. It just says in 2022. But I think they already like shot it because I remember reading something about it and being like, it's it's back at the cabin. And I was like, is this just a it says the film serves as the fifth installment in the Evil Dead franchise. So because. Well, there's three of the original, but I thought the fourth one was a remake and not a sequel. I thought it was, too. I'll be honest. I only watched it the one time way back when. Yeah, me too. And I, I don't remember it. I mean, if it's based on if like is Bruce Campbell involved? No, no, he's not in them anymore. He said he's not doing those anymore. Well, see, then I feel like it's it can't really be based around that because I could I could look at it and skew it and be like, oh, they're considering Ash versus Evil Dead. Okay. the next installment in it, that story. And then this is the next installment after the TV series. But it says the film's development was preceded by scrapped plans for a sequel to the 2013 film mm. Evil Dead and a fourth film in the original series. Hmm. So by October 2019, Raimi announced that a new film was in development with Campbell producing, Cronin writing and directing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I truly don't know either. Uh, I would be interested in seeing a take on the original Evil Dead movie. It's not my favorite of the bunch. I am. uh, This is a sequel. I I, I have the description now. Sorry. Now we've got it. (laughs) Evil Dead. In Evil Dead Rise, a road-weary Beth plays an overdue visit, uh, pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she's faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. Hmm. So it sounds like that could just be like a throwing it into the thing. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting, different setting in a apartment building in L.A. versus Cabin in the Woods. But yeah. well, so this house will not be that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would assume that this is going to be a take. If if this is actually true, I would assume it is a take on the first Evil Dead movie, which it's that's fine. I, I'm OK with it, but. I would rather, you know, if it was like incorporating Evil Dead, the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead 2, that'd be a little bit more my speed. I don't need Army of Darkness. It's a great movie. But, you know, I if it's taking place in the cabin, I would want it to be kind of a blend of the first two movies. And the second movie is literally just a remake of the first one, just more comedic and fun. So I, I it's I, I it, with this one, I kind of feel the same way about Halloween. I, I, I don't know where this came up. As a rumor speculation with it, and if it goes away, I'm okay with it. I'm not married to the Evil Dead. I, I like it enough, but I don't need it. Well, it's like what you said too. It's kind of like if it's the first one. It's like I loved the Ash versus the Evil Dead house because it was like 
fun and campy and like over the top. And I feel like the evil dead, which is fine. will be, we won't have chainsaw wielding, uh, you know, Bruce Campbell in it. It won't ash, doesn't ash have the gags. It, but he's, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the gags and he doesn't have a chainsaw in his hand. I don't think until the second movie. Yeah. Right. Or am I wrong? I think he loses his hand in the first movie, but I could be wrong, but I just, it's not, it doesn't have that same, like, the actual whimsy that I feel like is attached to the evil dead. But even then I'm like, I don't know. The remake wasn't like that either. So who knows? But I, yeah, I, I, it's one of those where like, I like the aesthetic of having a cabin in the woods horror movie house. But again, it's, I won't cry if it's, if it's not there. Yeah. Agree. So moving on, uh, num- uh, number G. Wow. Wow. Craig, number G uh, letter G. <laughs> they have his, an original house underground creatures. And obviously, uh, that makes it very difficult to really talk about it because it. Uh, all I could say is, well, it's about creatures underground <laughs> that live underground. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've got nothing uh, in terms of that one. I, I wish, I wish I had something, but I've got nothing. And so, I, I like the sound of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, it sound is cool, but let's move on to then letter F, which they have another original house. El Chupacabra. And Rhino, are you familiar with El Chupacabra? I'm not talking about this house, obviously. You haven't done it, if it even happens, but uh, the with the myth, El Chupacabra. Yeah, I think it's something where it's like a blood, it's like a vampire-like creature or something like that. It's like a beast, but it sucks the blood out of like cattle and something. And isn't it a desert? oriented creature am i like crazy am i wrong is it like new mexico or texas or something like that no it is uh, i believe it is a puerto rican legend and uh, american oh, legend that uh, I'm, I'm going to i'm just going to read the wikipedia entry because i feel like that's the easiest thing to do the chupacabra or chupacabras literally goat sucker from spanish <laughs> i'm gonna jump there it's a legendary creature in folklore of parts of the Americas with its first purported sightings reported in Puerto Rico in 1995. The name comes from the animal's reported vampirism. The chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. See, I was right about the animals, just in the wrong location. I'll be honest. Sounds terrifying. Sounds really scary. I don't, I was not really uh, I was not really aware of what a chupacabra was. Uh, obviously, I've heard uh, the term chupacabra before, but uh, that's it's scary sounding. I, I could see them doing a lot with it. So a, a creature like that, maybe some puppets involved, maybe you know, uh, just just something different with creature design. I mean, the description that they have in here about it is terrifying. So I think. I mean, I, it, it sounds like one of those things where right away, I like a house based on folklore. So I was already sold just by the name. So I was like, I, I was like, oh, cool. Absolutely. So that will take us to letter E, which is the curse of Pandora's box. And uh, this was actually uh, the curse of Pandora's box. If this comes to be, this would be kind of a port over from Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood. They had a Curse of the Pandora's box oh. in 2019. And then, oh, apparently it was there last year as well, too, which I I, I mean, knew I'd heard it before. That's yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I feel like I remember it either on one of our speculation maps, not ours, our 
as an Orlando. I remember it either on an Orlando speculation map at one point or on a Hollywood one or just from the Hollywood map in general. But uh, I, you know, I'm going to I'm trying to get it pulled up more to to read more about it. But uh, it says, uh, I mean, it makes sense because we have all the mummy stuff. So I'm like, I mean, I know they have it on Hollywood, too, but I'm like, we already got we already got a bunch of costumes to make some sort of like Egyptian oriented house. Because yeah. isn't Pandora an Egyptian legend or did I make that up? Yeah, with the with the box. You don't want to open yeah. Pandora's box. So uh, luckily on uh, HHN wiki, they have descriptions of the first two houses. So in 2019, it said some things are never meant to be open. Sadly for you, someone already has unleashing unimaginable evil. Welcome to the curse of the Pandora's box, the living nightmare netherworld of Hades populated by the most fearsome monsters in Greek mythology. Prepare for a trip through hell where the demonic temptress Pandora serves as your guide. Once the box is opened and evil has been released, it can never be closed again and then in 2021 it says an ancient horror has returned to prey on those foolish enough to tempt the fates and her pandora's curiosity shop home to her infamous box once it's been opened all manner of evil will be unleashed from her shop you'll pass through the gates of hades guarded by a hellhound and then you'll face hordes of netherworld monsters from snake-haired medusa to arachne spidery snare greek mythology is about to become your monstrous reality so even in hollywood greek mythology yeah they they took it two different ways in um, it, as they did it in Hollywood over the two different years that they did this one. So uh, I'm assuming it's one of those situations that at at Hollywood, it was popular enough that uh, it caught the attention of the creatives in Orlando and said, OK, we want to we want to give this one a shot because it's, you know, it's happened before. That's how we got uh, La Llorona over here the one year. And I believe Hollywood beat us to an insidious house by a year or two way way back when so it's not it's not the first time it's not the first time that this has happened but uh, any any thoughts beyond what you already said right now no got nothing <laughs> nothing nothing i i'll see it i believe it when i see it well i have very little to say about the next one too which i think some people would probably be outraged about uh but the next speculative item on the map uh letter d is the last of us and you think people are going to be outraged? I think this is a oh, outrage that you don't know anything about. Yes, it? I never played oh, okay. this game. I never played the sequel. I'm I'm aware of it. I know it's like a post apocalyptic game, and it's I I don't know if it's zombies. I don't know if it's I don't know what is involved with it. I, I tried to read a little bit about it uh, before this. That's the one thing I did study up on, and it's about like there's an infection that went around and it's led to some people being like cannibalistic and obviously mm-hmm. like rebel militias. So it, it sounds like it's like adjacent to walking dead style, but maybe not like directly just zombies. And I, I believe I read one part that there was a cure that they were looking for as well too. So uh, I, I think that this kind of, this kind of story works really well for Halloween Horror Nights and would work really well for a haunted house. I'm just not familiar with it at all. But I know I know there's a lot of people when when I first saw this as a an item that people were speculating about before this map came out, uh, I know there was a lot of people excited because it's a it's a massive game series. Yeah, it's so. a popular video game, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, it's like uh 
I mean, I'm with you. I I never played it. It seems smart to me to pull in a video game crowd out of this too. So it's like a lot of interesting options. I'm actually kind of surprised it isn't a Resident Evil house again or something. I know they did that like years and years ago, but um, just because there's like a Resident Evil like TV show or something coming out, and there was something with a video game recently. There's a lot of Resident Evil stuff I keep seeing, so I thought that would be the one. Yeah, they had to the from, but they had the movie last year that kind of pulled in elements from the first couple evil or resident evil video games all the way back on yeah. playstation and such so i yeah i mean and netflix is doing a show now yeah. it's so, uh, listen it's i i did not love the resident evil house when they did that one i didn't do it i don't know yeah i didn't uh, the two video game houses that they've done since i've attended the event was silent hill in resident evil and i didn't really love either of them from what i remember I am in because this is pulling pulling deep into my psyche here, but I I like I, I like the idea of video game houses because that is a complete different group of people from necessarily movie fans and TV show fans. Mm-hmm. So why not? It's same thing with like the whole argument with the weekend. It brings in a different fan to an ev- to an event that yeah. maybe they weren't interested in before, but now it's like okay, you've piqued my curiosity. So I'm all I'm all for it. If it if it gets more people to become fans of the event, then why the heck not? Give it a shot. What? Hey, hey, horror comes in all is told through all different mediums. If they're pulling from books, music, movies, why not, shows, why not video games? Yeah, I mean, maybe one day podcasts they'll uh, they'll translate this podcast into a house. <laughs> just, they go, just make people okay. sit there for an hour yeah. listening to us. They'll say, "Oh God, get me out, get me out of this place." Yeah. <laughs> That's the scariest house I ever been in. <laughs> Their lack of knowledge or research just really caught us off guard in the most unpleasant <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a big insult towards us, but it's okay. <laughs> Here we go. Moving on to letter C. Uh, we are involving Netflix apparently once again in the speculation and potentially in the event with Fear Street, which was really, was it released oh, last year's or last year or the year before that with the three series of films? I think it was just last year. Just in I think it was like early last year yeah. or maybe it was over the summer. I think it was over the summer. Yeah, it was an I event where street, they like they released. I remember it being an event where they released one a it, week like, or yeah, something. Yeah, or one every other. I week. think it was in. Ju- yeah, it was in July. I think. I think they did it. Yeah. I did. I watched the first two. I watched uh, the the nineteen ninety four and then nineteen seventy eight. But I still haven't watched the sixteen sixty six one. Uh, and I I've heard once you watch all three, it just makes them all that much. It makes them better, and so I'm I'm I I want to sit down and watch them all. I I didn't I never read Fear Street. I'm a big Goosebumps fan though, and so I I've read like one Fear Street book. And the difference between Fear Street and Goosebumps is obviously like in Fear Street, the kids die a lot of oh, times. People yeah. die in those ones. So it was it yeah. was a brutal it was a brutal movie. Uh, so I think it could translate well into the event. And the only reason I didn't I didn't make it to 1666 is because I I think I watched the first one on halloween and then i watched the second one like two days later and then by the time i had enough time to sit down and watch the third it was into like the second week of november and i was like this feels a little late to watch another halloween movie especially the one that takes place in like in uh the 1600s in new england that feels actually you know what that could have taken place i mean i could have thrown a thanksgiving twist with it in a way but uh I, I missed out, so I'll have to rewatch them all. But the first one, I wasn't 
I like I watched it, but I had my phone in my hand and I was like, eh, there's parts of this that I like, but overall it's not hooking me in. And the second one, the second one definitely I, I thought was better. So I have no doubt that if I would have watched the third one, that I probably would feel like exactly what you you said that probably would have tied it all together and I would have enjoyed. That's what I've heard. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I you know, I, I think it's I think they have a great relationship Halloween Horror Nights and Universal has a great relationship with Netflix, so why not uh, utilize it? And I, I think that Fear Street speaks better as a house than something like uh, something like uh, Bly Manor, which also would have made sense coming after coming after having uh, the Haunting of Hill House would have made sense to also try to make a house based on another thing. I'm still holding my fingers crossed one day for Midnight Mass as a a house, if at all possible. But uh, I mean, there's still there's so much there for for Universal to mine with Halloween Horror Nights and Netflix, because, you know, Stranger Things is coming back as Rhino will always, always go after Sabrina is still ripe for the plucking. And a lot of people were hoping for something squid games related and i could you know i could have seen them justify that too considering like it's a kind of like we had the house run years and years ago that was like a playoff of the running man and you know that's that's also like that game that game where you might die as you're playing it so i I feel like i feel like it could have but maybe maybe all in the future maybe when the next series of squid game comes out something will will come of that but uh any any other thoughts on fear street rhino i I just talked a lot there no i mean it just says fear street which is interesting because the whole thing as a whole is called the fear street trilogy so i don't know maybe there's another fear street thing coming out it is interesting to me i as you were talking i was like man i wish i kind of wish it was goosebumps and i know that would be crazy but like it's the 30th anniversary so that's why i was like oh that would have been fun but hey fear street i'm happy i feel like there's a lot I feel like Arl Stein doesn't get the credit he deserves for getting people into reading pre Harry Potter age that I feel like everybody was like, oh, well, everybody's reading all these books. And I was like, we were already reading all these scary books that were all out here. You know, it was Stephen King for kids. And that's what was great about it. So I, I would I would love to see. I'll be excited and I will watch those movies. So. There we go. So uh, moving on, letter B is our last of the originals, and this one is titled Seaside Village, which, you know, that uh, I'm intrigued. I'm picturing fog, picturing harbor, picturing a mist. Yeah, a mist of sorts. And, you know, there's nothing more terrifying than people who have uh, perished in boating accidents uh, and this got really dark really quick as I'm saying this and hope I don't offend anyone who's ever lost any family to anything like that. But I don't see, I I hear seaside village and I do think of that. I think of the mists crawling in, in the village and I almost like pirates of the Caribbean esque where then like these, these dead people who are lost to the sea come and, you know, they, they, harass all the villagers of sorts but that well there was the there was the like kind of creepy um hook sea pirate thing that was inside of the uh hollywood scare zone this last year you remember he had the hook and he was spinning it around he was like covered in like seaweed and his like face is like ripped up from like fishing line and everything and he had i'm i mean i'm obsessively still editing a halloween horror night oh yeah so I, I see it repeatedly. He's very featured in my video, in one of my, in the video that I, I'll yeah. never, I'll finish and nobody will see it. And so, was that one from Dead, 
Was that guy from Dead Waters, if I remember correctly? Yeah, maybe maybe he was. Maybe you're right. He was he was on the end. His platform was on the end outside of the horror makeup shop. It was like down down that end. Yeah, I I honestly and that's all I could think is like that guy. Yeah, I completely I completely forgot about that. So thank you for refreshing my memory on it. So maybe it goes something in that route. And we'll just have to wait and see on that. But that brings us to our final, final house on this Mm. list. And that is letter A, Universal Monsters, The Mummy versus The Wolfman. And it's no surprise to me that on any speculation map or list that there's going to be something involving Universal Monsters. Uh, Clearly, it has been a success for them the last, I mean, we can technically say since now since 2019 you know because big hit in 2019 2020 one of the two houses that we got was bride of frankenstein lives and then of course it rolled over into last year's event and it's having the tribute store that opened up in the mummies gift shop while that attraction is currently down just it adds more fuel to the fire you know universal monsters are supposed to be part of epic universe so i just don't see Mm -hmm. them shying away from this brand I see them more as every time they add on a new house or something new with monsters, it's more like teen up saying like, oh, there's more coming. This is just these are the little appetizers that you're getting before we get to the main course over an epic universe. And I'm okay with it. And obviously, the mummy versus Wolfman, those are two characters that we had inside the house um, that that was, you know, when it was the first year of Universal Monsters all mashed up together. But last year, Bride of... Did we have the mummy? You know what? Actually, they didn't have the mummy. They had the Phantom. They had the creature. Dracula. Creature. Wolfman was in there. Yes. And, uh, wait. Yeah, I think there was five. Because it was Frankenstein, Wolfman, Dracula, Creature. I don't think the mummy was in there. Hunchback? Was yes, hunchback the hunchback there? was in there because the bell. Because yeah. remember, there was the room where you go in, and it was we were in the bell tower. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I feel like I remember an Egyptian moment in it, though. I mean, you could be right. There could have been coffins, and I'm just not, or sarcophagus, yeah. and I'm just mis, I don't, misremembering it. Because the fish man's not even barely in it. Yeah. He's just like in the one tube, right? Well, was that was he? in was that he? was in last oh, that's year's. This year. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We'll just put a Maybe pin right. in this because. I don't remember enough. So after we're finished recording, I'm going to go watch the video of it. Uh, The the point I'm making is then obviously we had a mashup of monsters the first time around. And then the next time around, you focus pretty much solely on Frankenstein, the bride, uh, the assistant, the Igor type that they had in there, the brides of Dracula, the one cameo by the creature. uh, But you know, staying away from the other characters. So taking the mummy and the Wolfman, uh, two, two of my absolute favorite movies from, uh, the universal monsters series and, and putting them together in a house. I, I would love to see that. And especially from the aspect of, I love houses where you pit, uh, two horror icons against each other. You know, it's, I'm not, I, I'm just assuming that's what it's going to be, you know, kind of like Freddy versus Jason in the past. And, and even going all the way back to alien versus predator, you know, having a little bit of like, here you get scared by the mummy, get scared by Wolfman, but you'll also be scared as they're battling against you. And I'm not saying that's going to happen in this house because again, this is even just speculative. There's nothing that says that this house actually happens and we actually get to it. I'm just saying what I think would be cool is if they did it 
in this way. So I'm I'm excited. I love Wolfman. I love Wolfman so much. I think he. Had, oh yeah. I, he it goes back and forth between between him and uh, him and Frankenstein is my favorite, but ultimately it always comes back to Frankie. I like the Wolfman. I'm a I'm a Wolfman fan. Um, I believe you meant Teen I, Wolf fan. You're a Teen Wolf fan. Teen Wolf two, as well. Love that baby, Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean I I love the Universal Monsters. I think they've done such a good job with both of those houses that I'm very excited for this. Um, I think the Mummy would be really cool. That's why I'm like, what if we, you know, make a modern version of it and have it be Brendan Fraser's Mummy facing off against Benicio del Toro's Wolfman. <laughs> Uh, I know. No, thank you. No, thank that. you. I I don't want that. I I have an appreciation, of course, for the Brendan Fraser okay, mummy Tom movies. Cruise's mummy, absolutely Tom not. Cruise's mummy. No. Okay. You're right. you're doubling down on the bad in that one. At least at least the Brendan Fraser one. You still have you still have all these elements that we love from it. But the Tom Cruise one, as much as I enjoy that movie, I can also admit it's, oh, it's not awful. a good movie. Uh, I just enjoy it because I love monsters that much uh if they could have named it something else and i would have been like this is awful garbage but as soon as it says the mummy I'm like okay you sold me and i that's kind of how i feel with the wolfman too it, it's not as bad the wolfman isn't as bad but i also haven't watched it in years so i need to revisit that one day but uh let, let's just let's keep it keep it rolling how it is new interpretations of their classic characters and give me more merchandise because you know what at this point this point in time i've already had a talk with my wife about it it's that i i'm going to probably just get rid of all of my clothes that don't have any universal monsters on them <laughs> the monster stuff on it. yeah. it's now it's now getting excessive and they just released more new universal monster shirts at universal and I, I want two of them. They have a creature one that I really want. They have actually three. There's a Wolfman one that I really want, and then a, a blend of all the monsters together. And it's like, okay, I, I've got to stop. I've got. I can't keep buying the same shirts. It's only Halloween for a couple months out of the year. But I, I mean, Halloween can be it. in Wear my heart, Sunny. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna do that. I'm just gonna do that. Thanks, Rhino. I really needed this today. Yeah, I. I literally I wear my uh, jacket with Frank on it all the time. Okay. Just a guy named Frank. It's yeah. not like Frankenstein or anything like that. Yeah. I once knew a guy named Frank that looked just like me, but not anymore, unfortunately. Anyways, uh, any final thoughts on that speculation map, Rhino? Um, you know, there's a part of me where I hope uh, some of it is uh, is off, you know, because it is like one of those where I don't other than like. Not that I don't like all the things here, but there isn't one where I was like, oh. You know, like, uh, I haven't had that. Re like, when they announced Beetlejuice, I was like, oh, like, I, you know, I love that. Like, I don't feel like I have one in this list yet. And I don't know that that will happen or not. But overall, I feel like I'm excited for all of them, even the ones I literally know nothing about. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like I said before last year, where I feel like my reaction to every house is so even. But I want one house to be like, I am so excited for this house. Yeah. And, you know... Looking at this spec list that, of course, will most likely change and could change drastically uh, because it's all based on speculation and everything that Horror Night Nightmares has heard and then put on this map. But I, the ones that jump out to me as the ones I'm most excited about are The Mummy versus Wolfman, 
the Curse of Pandora's Box. After we read the descriptions for the Hollywood ones, I, I think I think it sounds really cool that way. El Chupacabra, and that's those are the three that I think are jumping out to me right now, which I also enjoy. You know, while the IP houses are a big get and draw, ultimately it seems like every single year for us, it's it's the IP ones at first that we get most excited about. And then it's the original houses that keep us going over and over and over again. So the fact that I'm looking at two potential original ones that we don't even know if they're going to make it there, but uh, that, that those are the ones that are like catching my eye. I am kind of excited about that. And then in terms of the other ones, I have no problem with seaside village, the weekend fear street, last of us, underground creatures, whatever underground creatures and seaside villages uh but the ones that if if it completely changed and evil dead and halloween were off i no problems with those two but and, and even last of us i could lose just because i'm not familiar with it but again it's it's stretching the it's stretching the different mediums of horror so i i'm also i, I kind of hope that they they keep pushing it forward so that way as I said too many times now, that other people who might not have been interested in the event before might finally have something that draws them in, and then they get hooked like we have over the years. I'm just excited. I'm just excited that it finally, like, there'll be announcements down the line right here. So, yep. Excellent. But uh, there is a speculation map for Hollywood, too. But considering we have already been talking about this for nearly an hour, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to put we're going to put Hollywood on the back burner. And maybe we'll talk about that next week or sometime soon. Uh, But it's also also interesting. I know we don't cover Hollywood's Halloween Horror Night. You know, we'll talk about it when there's a house that is announced for both coasts and such, but we don't it, it's very rare that we actually get out there to do that event. So, I'm I'm it, it'd be cool to talk about it because there are some interesting things on that list, but uh, that we'll make that a fill-in episode if we ever uh, if we ever need one is a filler. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Rhino, thank you so much for the fun conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want to support us, you could always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get that free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comments section. And if you are listening to, to this as a podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us rating and reviews if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I believe, has ratings now. So if you want to, if you have, are listening anywhere that does that, please, please leave us a good rating and a review. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. We truly appreciate you taking the time to watch and listen to this. And we'll see you again real soon with another episode. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, and we still haven't changed the name. <laughs> <laughs>